Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host Brandon Yates and today I am joined by my co-hosts Yang Guang and Tian Yu and today we will be discussing the 2023 Roland Garros Tennis Tournament, also known of course as the French Open. And Yang Guang, I'll start with you. Of course, the news that's pretty much been dominating all tennis headlines, I would say for at least the last week, has been news that the King of Clay... Rafael Nadal has withdrawn from this year's singles draw at the French Open, which I think will be disappointing for a lot of tennis fans, but I'm sure a lot of the competitors at the Roland Garros will now, you know, sense an opportunity to cause an upset or maybe be first-time winners or, you know, some Grand Slam uh, record holders or people that are up there, such as Novak Djokovic, will be seeing another opportunity to, you know, kind of stake their claim as one of the best ever. What do you think Rafael Nadal's withdrawal means to the singles draw at this year's French Open? What impact do you think it will have? Uh, well, Nadal's absence certainly would make many players feel that they have a chance this year, like you said. Uh, we don't have an absolute favorite this year at Roland Garros. Uh, Djokovic was dominant in Australia, but in the past two months, um, he was unstable on clay. Uh, Roll Masters defeat to Hogaruna in Monte Carlo. He lost to Musetti. Uh, those are just um, some unconvincing performances, and um, his dominance on clay has never hit the same height Nadal has reached. So it would be a worrisome French Open campaign for Djokovic. I wouldn't be surprised if he bows out in the quarterfinals or semifinals. But as great as Djokovic is, beating him in a five-set match is still extremely difficult. His last Grand Slam loss was against Nadal in the French Open last year. Maybe only a gold can beat another gold on Grand Slam stages. But on paper, um, there are many equally competitive players from the upcoming generation stars this year. Uh, Djokovic earlier echoed this when he got knocked out of the Roll Masters by Rune. A uh, new generation is, uh, is, is here already. I mean, Alcaraz is uh, number one in the world from Monday and obviously he's playing amazing tennis and um, I think it's also good for our sport that we have uh, new faces and uh, new guys coming up. It's normal, you know, we've been saying this for years that we can expect it to come, that moment to come when, you know, you're going to have kind of shift of generations and, but we, you know, I'm, I'm personally still trying to hang in there, you know, with all of them and uh, I'm, I'm happy with, you know, of course, <laughs> very happy with my career so far. So. I still, I still have the hunger to keep going, and let's see, let's see how far I'm going to play. Uh, speaking of Carlos Alcaraz, he won both in Madrid and Monte Carlo. I think he's definitely in better shape than Djokovic in terms of clay courts uh, displays this season. Uh, then Daniel Medvedev also found the rhythm on clay, winning the Rome Masters, even though it's not his favorite surface. Uh, listen to what he said in Rome. I always want to believe in myself and I always try to do my best and I want to win the biggest tournaments in the world. In the same time, honestly, I didn't believe much I can win a master thousand on clay in my career because usually I hated it, I hated playing on it, I didn't feel good on it, like nothing was working so I can continue forever. Before this tournament, already in Madrid and Monte Carlo, I was kind of feeling not too bad. I, was, I didn't have any big tantrums, you know, I was like, okay, you know, guys played better than me who, who beat me there, but okay, let's continue. 
And coming here, I felt amazing on practice. Like, I felt so good. I, I told my coach, he came a little bit later, and I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm feeling amazing. Let's see how it goes. But then you need to play the toughest uh, opponents in the world to try to make it, and I'm really happy that I managed to, to do it and prove myself and everybody that I'm capable of doing it. Uh, in the meantime, last year's finalist, Kasper Ruud, must be motivated to go again. Stefano Sissipas had also reached the final before. They are all title contenders, I would say. So even though Djokovic has this Grand Slam winning DNA compared to the names I just mentioned, I don't think he would be the man to beat in Paris this year. Instead, I would prefer to say um, they all share similar odds to win this year. And more importantly, uh, the transition from the era of Big Three to the up-and-coming generation is finally coming after uh, Rafael Nadal's withdrawal. Yeah, it definitely seems like we're entering that phase um, where, like you said, the big three are kind of reaching the end. I still think um, Djokovic still has quite a lot left in him. I would say he has at least two or three Grand Slam victories left in him. Nadal, it's looking like it's potentially his last year in tennis, so we'll have to wait and see what um, is to come from him. Him, And of course, you know, Roger Federer has uh, finished in the game. So... Yeah, I think we really are getting to that phase where um, it is going to be finally the time for the new generation. I mean, it's been something that we've been discussing for a year or two. And whenever we think it's going to happen, then, you know, the names like Djokovic and Nadal always surprise us. And this year, yeah, I, I kind of share that sentiment. I don't know if Djokovic is going to be the out-and-out favorite, even though Nadal is uh, has withdrawn. I think it is quite a level playing field. A couple of the names that you mentioned there, particularly Alcaraz, I think, um, you know, those are some some names to look out for but i think it could be quite exciting for um just neutral tennis fans watching this year i think it's going to be a very open tournament and um yeah it should be very exciting indeed i think we may see one or two very surprised results and maybe even some new names get to you know some of the knockout rounds potentially even you know like the quarterfinals the semifinals um Tianyu, from your side do you think that this could potentially be the most open men's singles draw at this year's french open yeah, I would say so. Watching a Roland Garros without Nadal would be like eating French fries without ketchup. <laughs> it's it's just really difficult to imagine what the tournament will turn out to be without him. But I think Nadal's quitting will also add to the intensity of the games, like you guys have said. Currently, only three of the ATP top 10 have won Grand Slam titles. That is Djokovic, Carlos Alcaraz, and Daniil Medvedev. So a wide open field full of opportunities and expectations would generate a lot of stress and pressure on those who find themselves potential title contenders. So the absence of Nadal would make the tournament unusual, maybe in a way by creating more unexpected results. His exit may mean that we are going to miss another big three in the tennis court, but I think on the bright side, it also gives some young players opportunities to prove themselves. Some of the names, uh, like Alcaraz, Kaspar Ruud, Yannick Sinner, they are in need of a chance to win a major, and Alcaraz has already proven that he can. Many of our fine players who have come really close to winning a major, and but they have all been routinely beaten by the big three. And now one of the big three is out of the game, so it's time for them to step up and challenge their dominance in the court. Yeah, I think whenever we don't see Rafa Nadal on the clay courts of the French Open, it's a little bit strange. And, you know, he's just so synonymous with that particular tournament. 
um, that it's always a bit bizarre to not, you know, see him playing. Like, you know, watching the Champions League now without Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi, it's just a little bit, you know, different. I mean, of course, Messi is still playing with PSG, but, you know, let's not go down that road in the mess that PSG's in. But, yeah, um, with Nadal, you know, he is out. And like you said, it does create opportunities for young and up-and-coming players. I mean, we say up-and-coming. Some of these players, like, you know, Medvedev, Kasparud, and I mean, they are relatively young, but they've been around for some time. And like you said, they have kind of struggled to win a Grand Slam, you know, consistently, you know, at the at the level that we've seen from the top three in previous years. Any of those names that we've mentioned, I don't really see in any of them getting to that level of dominance that we've seen from the likes of Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer. I mean... When I look at Alcaraz, I mean, he's incredibly young and he seems very hungry and very talented. So I think he might be the one that kind of takes on that role. Maybe not immediately, but I think that he seems to have the mentality to go on and win multiple Grand Slams. I think he's definitely someone to look out for, you know, over the course of the next decade. But just focusing on the on the French Open, I think he's the one to watch um, at this year. And then, yeah, the likes of uh, Medvedev, I think, also just looks like someone that could also bring a certain level of consistency as opposed to some of the other names that have been mentioned over the last, I would say, five to ten years. But yeah, I think going into this French Open, Nadal is missing. It creates amazing opportunities, particularly for the likes of Djokovic and uh, Carlos Alcaraz. And it should be very interesting to watch indeed. But of course, it is always sad when um, the king of clay is not participating. And speaking of Nadal, it looks like, I mean, well, there have been rumors that 2024 may be his final season on the professional circuit. And I think he was mentioned, I think he mentioned in the press that he's looking to enjoy his last year and, you know, not put so much pressure on himself and just kind of bow out, you know, in a joyful manner, as opposed to being super serious about, about winning. Look, I'm sure he's still going to be very competitive and determined as always. But I think he's going to take it a bit more lightly than he has in previous years. But Yang Guang, do you think that it is still possible that Rafael Nadal could potentially win another Grand Slam before he does call it quits? I hate to say this, but um, I'm afraid Nadal's time as a top professional player seems about to end. Perhaps it has already ended. Uh, the fight against his uh, hip problem is longer than the time he had dealt with most of his injuries. It just doesn't heal. Uh, it reminds me of Andy Murray. Um, he was also bothered by a hip injury and had to undergo surgery to have a metal hip, as he put it. And uh, his form has slumped greatly after that. I'm not saying Nadal would go down that road again, but uh, for a player about to have his 37th birthday, every injury would easily mean the end of his career. Uh, let's hear what he said about quitting running arrows because of the hip problem. The evolution of the injury I sustained in Australia has not gone as I would have liked. We've been working non-stop while focusing on future goals, although I've missed some along the way. And Roland Garros, which was the most important goal, has become impossible. With what that tournament means to me, you can imagine how difficult it is for me to make this decision. Well, I didn't make the decision. My body did. Uh, Nadal actually had met such long time of injury absence. In 2012, his left knee injury worsened after the French Open triumph, and Nadal retired in his Wimbledon second round match. Since then, he missed action for seven straight months. It just tells how serious the injury was, but seven months later, 
He came back intact, winning 10 men's singles titles in 2013, including his eighth French Open trophy. But this time, I'm afraid things may not look that positive.、Um, I think Nadal's Grand Slam title number would end up at 22 as it is now,、um, even if he recovers fully from the injury this time. Can he guarantee that he can reach the peak level again、um, on hard courts, U.S. Open or Australian Open? He would not only meet Novak Djokovic, but a whole bunch of hard court favorites like Medvedev.、Um, he's less likely to succeed at Wimbledon on his least liked grass surface, and his best shot would still be at the French Open next year. But、um, I think a five-set match would still be too much for him then. An interesting story about Nadal, one of the greatest athletes as he is. Nadal used to fail a PE class in grade five in his childhood, and、uh, now his body may force him to fail again. I think. Yeah, I think it's gotten to that point where he's at an age where I don't think he can play through injuries. I think young players, you know, if if you're eighteen, nineteen, or early twenties, if you have one or two knocks like the hip issue that he's been dealing with, even if it doesn't fully recover, they can sort of be played through sometimes. Whereas I think when you get to your mid to late thirties, you know, when you do have a serious injury, it's not really something that a can recover very quickly, and b it's not really something that you can play through either. Well, at least at a at an elite level. So yeah, it's disappointing. I think that injuries are finally going to catch up with Nadal, and I don't really see him reaching the heights that we are accustomed to seeing him reach. Any time soon or before he does retire. Look, I think that he will still participate and be competitive at Grand Slams, but I think winning one more, even at Roland Garros, potentially next year, I think is a bit of a push. So, as sad as it is, and as many great memories of Rafael Nadal that we do have playing at the highest level, I don't think we will ever see him play at that level again, which is really unfortunate. But at the same time, he really does leave an incredible legacy behind. Um, so yeah, I think that we just have to enjoy what's left of his top-level、um, professional career, and also just look back at some of the amazing moments that he's had、um, at various tournaments, but particularly at Roland Garros. Tianyu, do you agree? Do you think that we have seen、um, the beginning of the end of Nadal in terms of his Grand Slam winning potential? Well, I think yeah, we have to admit that the days when Nadal could blast his way with little trouble through the clay season. Are long past, but is this the end of Nadal's trophy-laden career? I think Nadal himself can't be sure, and I think neither can we. We just can't rule out the possibility of him shining on the tennis court again, when it comes to someone as skilled, determined, and untiring as he has always as he has always been. He's putting a stop to things for the moment. No matches, no practices. To help with his recovery, and the break could last for months or even more, and he hasn't played an official match since mid-January. But still, we can see his determination to continue his career. He hopes to play again this season, possibly in the Davis Cup, and he wants to play some of his favorite events in 2024 before calling it quits, including the French Open, where he showed his dominance throughout the tennis history. And many may have predicted once or twice that either through problems of his own or the quality of the competition, Rafael Nadal would not win on the court again. But their predictions got wrong every time. 
I think no one should be surprised if if he just goes out there and manages to win another tournament. Maybe he maybe he will just somehow summon the skill, experience, and stamina to beat all the strong rivals at a major. He has never allowed his health to hold him back for too long, and he has never allowed doubts, whether they are from his own or from others, to stand in the way of greatness. Just like what he said in the interview, he doesn't want his last year to just be a fa- farewell tour, and he's gonna do everything he can so that he's competing at the highest level during his final year, and he wants to be able to compete to win tournaments. So it is this determination, the unremitting spirit, and the eagerness for win that have enabled him to create one miracle after another. And I hope that we can still see a healthy Rafael Nadal next year, or even this year, to fight for another chance at the end of his career. Yeah, look, if anyone has the mentality or perseverance to go on and you know prove doubters wrong, I think Rafael Nadal is definitely one of those names that has the ability to do so. I think a lot of the success that he's enjoyed in his career has to do with his mental fortitude. Um, look, his physical attributes have also played a, a massive role in his success, but I think. A lot of it also has to do with his mentality. So I think that he is also probably wanting to prove a lot of his doubters wrong. So I think the remainder of his professional career, you know, in terms of um, what's left of 2023 and potentially going into 2024, should be very, very interesting to watch indeed. But just you know, staying with Nadal and of course, you know, the injury crisis that he's been dealing with, you know, not just this year, but you know, over quite some time. Um, as we progress throughout this year, and potentially looking at the overall picture, um, Yang Guang, do you think that Novak Djokovic will eventually stand out as the greatest of all time in men's tennis, or, or are there other names that need to be taken into account? Uh, yeah, I think Djokovic might win one or two, at least one or two more Grand Slams in the remaining of, of his career, based on his level now. Uh, the forthcoming French Open is, is actually a window for him to surpass Nadal in Grand Slam title numbers. Um, it may not be the best chance for him. Um, I mean, he should be way more dominant at Wimbledon or Australian Open, but still, he's definitely among the favorites to win at Roland Garros. And once he achieves more major titles than Nadal does, I would call him the greatest of all time because, in terms of tennis successes, uh, Grand Slams come first. Yeah, I think Grand Slam success is the biggest factor. And um, looking at Novak Djokovic, I think that he is going to go down, you know, as the potential overall leader. And um, I think he still has two or three left in his in his locker. So I think that will be very interesting to to look at. I think if we, you know, there's a lot of players that have had an impact in many different ways. I think the style that um, uh, Roger Federer has played in. Um, just some of the incredible matches that Nadal has also taken part in. You know those long, um, you know five, six-hour games where he goes on to overcome some really incredible opposition. Um, but but in terms of overall Grand Slam success, I think when we do look back, um, I think Novak Djokovic is is going to stand out head and shoulders above anybody else. And I'll be very surprised if his record ever gets equaled or beaten. Um, Tianyu, from your side, do you think Novak Djokovic will eventually go down as the greatest of all time? Um, yeah, the absence of Nadal would definitely give Djokovic the opportunity to move ahead of Rafael Nadal in the Grand Slam title count. 
which they both have 22 now, and a win by Djokovic would secure him the honor of the all-time men's Grand Slam champion.、Uh, but now, as the only remaining big three player in the French Open, he will be faced with huge amount of pressure, both in the court and outside. And based on his recent match records,、um, Djokovic has come up short in some crucial, high-pressure situations. At the 2020 U.S. Open, Djokovic was widely deemed as the favorite to win the title, as both of his major rivals, Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal, missed the event. So it seemed to have been an easy task for Djokovic. But the truth is that he squandered the enormous opportunity and failed to advance at the fourth round. And the next year in New York, he just couldn't master his confidence and sense of command when facing Medvedev in the final, and again lost the chance to expand his advantage in the title race against against the other big three players. So, in terms of the number of Grand Slam titles, Djokovic is not far behind, and he will need to surpass Nadal's record in order to be considered as the goat. So, every tournament this year is extremely crucial for him. And he must sustain great, great mental pressure and prove himself in critical matches. And winning more than one Grand Slam title in a single year is no easy feat. He needs to be at the top of his game throughout the year. Also, he will need to be in peak physical condition and adjust his strategies. And among other things, the most important one for Djokovic is that he needs to be mentally strong to secure the status. And the 2022 season proved. That anything can happen, as it started with his deportation from Australia. Even though that's not going to happen in 2023, he should still brace himself for unexpected challenges, just like Nadal did in 2022 with various injuries. So yeah, it will be a challenging task to win more titles for him. But if anyone is up to the challenge, it is Novak Djokovic. Over the course of the last year or so, we've seen some pretty impressive Chinese players making their mark in one or two tournaments and even in a couple of Grand Slams as well.、Um, Yang Guang, any Chinese players in particular to watch at Roland Garros? Yeah,、um, Wu Yibin is now the highest-ranked Chinese male player at world number fifty-eight. Earlier this season, he became the first Chinese player to win an ATP Tour event and the Dallas Open. Even though he's not very good at playing on clay,、um, his game in Paris would still be highly anticipating among Chinese fans. Then Zhang Zhijian became the first Chinese male player to reach the last eight of a Masters event in Madrid this year.、Um, he beat top players like Taylor Fritz, Denis Shapovalov, and Cameron Norrie on the way to the quarterfinals. So we have every reason to believe he can make some miracles to roll at Roland Garros.、Um, Don't forget, Shang Junqiang, the teenager, is still in qualification games, and he might break into the main draw as well as a surprise package.、Uh, Zhang Qingwen would still be the leading women's player of the Chinese contingent.、Um, she's top ranked among all Chinese players as the 19th seed in the women's singles. She probably is the best shot we have here、uh, to reach the second week of action in Paris. She reached the quarterfinals last year, and she could do it again. Yeah, well, we will certainly be wishing her all of the very best, as well as all of the Chinese players taking part at this year's Roland Garros. With her number taking part, like you said, Yang Guang, it's a really fantastic achievement for all of those Chinese athletes, and something for Chinese fans to really be excited about. Tianyu, would you agree? Are those some of the names that we need to be keeping an eye out in terms of Chinese players at Roland Garros? 
Yeah, uh, in the women's singles, like Yang Guang mentioned, Zhen Qingwen is definitely the player that carried the most expectations for the Chinese fans. But it should be noted that her form experienced some ups and downs, and there is still some gap in strength between her and some of the world's top players. But she's still young and has great potential, so let's see if she could create some surprises for us in this year's tournament. And Zhu Ling is another player that we can expect from. She has made some major breakthroughs in the 2023 Australian Open. She's not young anymore, but we can still see her great improvement over these years. I'm sure Chinese fans will definitely be keeping their eyes on the Roland Garros tournament, and there are so many players that there are to look out for. So we will be wishing all of the Chinese athletes at this year's French Open all of the very best, and hope that they can progress as far as possible and keep the Chinese flag flying at the Grand Slam tournaments this year. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us, and of course, we will be back next week with our latest talking point, and we will see you then. Mm-hmm.